another episode of Impact Today. We are so happy that you decided to join us today. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're evangelists and teachers of the Word of God. I want to encourage you to go and grab a Bible and a notebook so that you can turn to the scriptures, follow along, you can take some notes because then you can go back later and you can review the notes and really give the Word of God a chance to get into your heart because then you will see it make a great impact in your life. I also want to encourage you to go to our website at globalimpactministries.com. There you can access all the previous episodes that we've ever made of this TV show, Impact Today, which this show is all about faith and healing. You know, so if you need a miracle in your body, you can go watch past episodes and um, learn a lot and get a lot of word in your heart. Your faith will grow and you will receive your healing. I also want to encourage you that if you've never prayed to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you are going to have an opportunity to do that at the end of this program. Amen. So keep watching, and uh, we're just so happy you're here with us today. Absolutely. We, we are continuing um, uh, a subject on letting down your nets for a catch. It's a very powerful story. I think we've spent the last two or three episodes on this subject, but there's other things we want to point out here. And so uh, we're going to continue with Luke, Luke chapter 5, starting with verse 1. It says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the, the boats, which was Simon's, uh, whom we now know as Peter, mm -hmm. and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Wow. Amen. Praise God. I love this story. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. I love it too. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, we, we read this and we talked about the importance as a believer, as someone who's a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, the importance of renewing the mind. Mm -hmm. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God in your life. If you want to experience the will of God in your life, the acceptable, the perfect will of God, it's a good plan. But you have to have your mind renewed first. So essentially what that means is, you know, we have all these different thoughts and ways mm-hmm. that humans have. Yes. But then God's thoughts and ways are recorded here in this book. Yeah. And so we take this book and we read it and we meditate on it. And then God's thoughts and ways become our thoughts and ways. That's right. You know, um, he's revealed them to us. His thoughts and ways by his spirit through his word. Glory to God. And we know you can know that your mind is being renewed when these three things take place. Instead of a negative mindset, you have a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. You think in terms of miracles and you think in terms of success, prosperity, and abundance. And you see all three elements here in this story. You see Jesus, he's positive. Right. I mean, they had fished all night. Notice Peter was like, Master, we, you know, teacher, we, we fished all night. We didn't catch anything. So like he's giving a reason why it's not going to work. Right. But then he says, nevertheless, nevertheless <laughs> at your word, I'll let down a net. Now, Jesus has said nets, plural. He said net. And so what happens? The net breaks when the miracle happens. But you also see the mindset of miracles here. Thinking in terms of miracles. Jesus knew right away. He already knew this is what's going to happen. So Jesus is positive. He's thinking in terms of miracles. And it's very obvious he's thinking in terms of abundance. There is an overflow. This is a miracle of overflow. A supernatural catch of fish that results in not only one, but two boats sinking because of the weight of the fish. Interesting though, even though Peter maybe wasn't completely on board Mm -hmm. with the miracle, notice when the miracle started to happen, like he could have just stood there in awe and watched the net break Mm -hmm. and all the fish swim away. Right. But once he realized, oh, this is happening, he took action and he called to his partners, come over here. Well, it's his livelihood. Yeah. This is, this for him, this is money. I like to think, you know, put myself in his shoes and and see, you know, how would I have reacted Mm -hmm. to this? He called to his partners, they came and the fish weren't lost, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's good. It's very good. (laughs) Praise God. So renewing of the mind, we talked about that. Then last week we talked about uh, hearing from God. Yes. Notice Jesus said, let down your nets for a catch. And Peter said, at your word. Mm -hmm. The importance of hearing the word of the Lord is so important. And as we discussed last week, the two primary ways is this holy written word here. You feed on it, you read it, you meditate on it until it just, it's like it leaps off the page. It becomes alive to you. This book here is God talking to us. (coughs) This book here is God talking to us. Uh, And then being led by the Holy Spirit within your spirit. The Spirit of God lives in you, and He wants to lead you and guide you. So that's what we discussed about. Now, we want to talk about the fact or the importance of 
acting on the word of the Lord. So it's one thing to hear from heaven. It's one thing for a verse of scripture to stand out to you. But you still got to be a doer of the word. Yes. If Peter had never tossed the net over, nothing would have happened. But instead he said, Lord, Master, we fished all night long. We didn't catch anything. Nevertheless, at your word, Mm -hmm. I will let down a net. And so they let down the net and then God did the miracle. So there's like you could say there's a God side Mm -hmm. and a man side Mm -hmm. or a human side. Mm -hmm. You have to do something. Yes. And it has to line up with the word of God. That's right. You will find when you read the Bible, Old and New Testament, God always, most of the time, will say like that, almost all the time, He required action. Right. Corresponding action to faith. You act on the Word of God. And when the person would act on the Word, God would do the promise. God would perform His Word. You know, Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. He had to stretch it out. He had to make the effort. Once he started to make the effort, God's power was right there and the man's uh, hand was healed. So it was action on his part. He could have just said, I can't stretch forth my hand. I need you to pray for me. Yeah. And then there's no miracle. Same with the lepers. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. And it was on their way, going to show themselves to the priest that they were healed. Yeah. He said to the blind, the man born blind, go wash in the pool of Siloam. I mean, you talk about effort. This guy, you talk about corresponding action. This guy, blind, completely blind, never seen anything, has to navigate through the crowd, through uh, different structures, buildings to get to the pool which was not very close by. It was quite a distance. Mm-hmm. And once he went to the pool, maybe he had someone leading him along the way. We don't know. But he made it to the pool and he washed the clay from his eyes that Jesus had put on there. And his eyes opened up. Hallelujah. Really, you can apply this in so many areas yes. um, in your life. But um, one situation I remember is when we were moving to India Mm -hmm. as a family in 2003. We Mm -hmm. moved there to be missionaries, Mm -hmm. and it was us and our three boys, and we needed a lot of money Mm -hmm. to move from the USA to India, and we didn't have our plane tickets. Mm -hmm. But what were we doing? Well, we were supposed to be there by a certain date by the time the Bible school was opening, and so we were acting like people who were moving to India. That's right. Uh, we were telling people, well, we're leaving on August 15th mm-hmm. because school starts. And we were buying, um, we bought these crates and we were packing our stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were taking care of business and tying up loose ends and fi- and figuring things out, like doing all the things that people who are moving to another nation would do, even though we didn't have our plane tickets. Yeah. Yeah, it was a done deal as far as we were concerned. Faith counts it done. So we were talking like we were moving. We were packing and acting like we were moving. And then the money came. It sure did. And we bought the tickets and we moved on the date that we said we were. We moved on the day that we said. And, you know, we needed $10,000 for those plane tickets. Mm -hmm. And it came in 
from a person who didn't even know us. That's right. Who who um and it wasn't like a big ordeal. It was just like, oh, you need this money? Here you go. And he wrote a check and gave oh, it to you. I was talking to him for about five minutes. And he was kind of preoccupied. He was preoccupied. He says, I sense you need a miracle. I never mentioned playing tickets. I never mentioned anything until he asked me. He said, yeah. I sense you have a big a need big you're need. facing yes. right now. I said, well, as a matter of fact, we're leaving on such and such a date to India and we need the plane tickets. He says, how much will that cost? I said, this much? 10,000. Five, 10 minutes later, that check was written and we were, <laughs> we were on our way. On our way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is God. See, He is a God who foresees and makes provision for every area of your life. If you will hold fast to His Word. How do you hold fast to His Word? With your mouth. You keep it in front of you and you speak what God says. You know, maybe God is leading you to train for the ministry mm -hmm. and you don't see any possible way mm -hmm. how that could happen because of your uh, obligations in life, the yeah. things you're tied up in, your job, your family, whatever, whatever. If God has put that in your heart, then you start to take steps in that direction. That's how you put your faith into action. Yes. You know, you might research uh, schools of ministry in your area. You might get some applications. You might fill some out. You might send them and start moving in the direction of the leading in your heart. That's faith. That's right. You have to be proactive. Mm -hmm. You have to be busy. I'm not talking about just being busy, busy, like with nonsense. Purposely busy. Purpose, though. yes. Yeah, you have to move with purpose. That's right. You know, if you need a job, you know, you don't just sit at home and pray for a job. Mm -hmm. You do pray for a job, but then you get out there and you look for a job. Amen. <laughs> Notice here, even here in this story, when Jesus found Simon Peter, what what? What was Simon Peter and his partners doing? They were fishing. They were, yeah, they were, they were washing. washing. They're working. Oh, they're right. washing their nets. Right, because they had fished all night long. Yeah. Now, Jesus knew that they needed fish and that they didn't have fish, and he just used their boats. How come he didn't just wave his arm and make fish magically appear? Right. <laughs> no, that's not how he does things. That's right. They had to do something. They had to put the nets out. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So be proactive. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, uh, for you, it might be give something away. Mm -hmm. The Bible says give and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give into your bosom. Yes. There's so many people. They're always just asking, 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 asking. I need this. Pray for me. Please give this to me. That's what they really mean. Uh, when they this, say pray for me, yeah, they really mean give yeah, me money. <laughs> do this for me. Do this for me. No, you give. Find someone who's in need. And with the little you have, give to them and watch God do something for you. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, we had a partner of ours years ago. She sensed in her spirit that we needed a better vehicle for a couple months. And we did. I was booking all these meetings all over the United States. And we had no car. And we had no dependable car. It, could, it couldn't get outside of the, the community we were living in. <laughs> and she says, that. you need a car, don't you? I said, yeah. And uh, she says, I'm going to loan you my car. Yes. That's exactly what happened here. Jesus needed a boat. Oh, wow. And P Peter loaned him his boat. Next thing you know, he loaned Jesus his boat. Mm. Then he cast his net 
acting on the word of the Lord and the boom, miracle. God is a miracle worker, but, but there's a tendency to see no miracles for the person who just sits around doing this. We don't, we don't really see that. There's not that pattern in the scripture. In fact, anyone Jesus called into ministry, you notice they're already busy. Mm-hmm. Even in the Old Testament, when we see Elijah call Elisha, Elisha was working in the field. God likes busy people. He loves you all, but He can use you if you're proactive. That's good. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Well, the next thing that happens, of course, is this miracle. There's this huge overflow of fish. There's so much fish that the boats are beginning to sink. And notice what happens. Simon Peter He falls at Jesus' knees, astonished. This miracle confronted him. He's in contact with the living God right now. Right. And all of a sudden, he becomes very aware of his sinfulness, where he falls short. Yes. And he says, Lord, depart from me. For I am a sinful man. And notice Jesus doesn't condemn him. That's right. The Bible says in John 3.17, listen to this. It says, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Did you hear that? When Peter said that to him, Mm -hmm. depart from me, I am a sinful man. Jesus didn't say, that's right, you're full of sin. Right. He didn't. He just loved him. He said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Which leads us to this final point. Yes. They come back to shore. And the Bible says, Simon Peter, Andrew, his brother, Mm -hmm. James and John, and maybe some other partners, they left it all behind. All of this fish. They left it behind. That's amazing to me because that was the miracle. Yeah. That was the provision. Yeah. That was um, something very valuable to them. Right. And they turned away Mm -hmm. from it and left it on the beach Mm -hmm. and followed Jesus. Now, there's a good chance uh, because another account of Jesus calling Peter or no James and John, it says they they dropped their nets and they left their father Zebedee. Right. So there's it's a good chance. It's not like chance. the fish went to waste. Yeah. But the disciples, the, the men who were becoming Jesus' disciples in that moment, yeah. they walked away from something very, very valuable. You have to attach anything. This isn't just for preachers. Mm-hmm. This isn't just for people. Now, now granted, Simon Peter... Uh, James and John, these guys, they were called to follow Jesus, to one day become preachers, apostles, Mm -hmm. prophets, evangelists, so forth and so on. But this principle that I'm about to say to you does not just apply to preachers. What's this principle? Attach everything you do to eternity. Mm. Your business how you handle money, everything. Attach it to eternity. Anything you attach to eternity will last forever. That's right. But anything you attach to the flesh will just die out. 
and become nothing one day. It'll just be non-existent. We need to ask ourselves, number one, where will you be a hundred years from today? Right. Two hundred years from today. Where will you be? Because we'll all be somewhere. Either in heaven or in hell. And, and this question also is what you're doing today will it last a hundred years from now? Like, will it matter? Yeah. What are you doing today? Will it matter a hundred years from now? Now, I understand we all have things that we have to do, the day-to-day things like brushing our teeth, (laughs) doing the laundry, making the bed, Cooking. cooking. That, I know that doesn't sound like, well, that's not eternal. But the attitude that we attach to it, mm-hmm. you know, you might be a lady who, who serves your family in your home, but you're always praying while you're doing the work around the house. You're always thinking about Jesus. You're always thinking about your neighbors and the soul, the, the, the eternal destiny of people around you. See, that's what we're talking about. We attach everything we do to eternity. Praise God. Amen. That's the way to live. So what did Jesus say to them? He said, yeah, look at this big catch of fish. But then he said this, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Mm. Glory to God. What's that mean? He valued souls more than fish. fish. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think we're going to continue this next week because this um, there's some points here. We're out of town time. <laughs> we're out of town. We're out of time right now. But there's some very important things I need to talk about. So we'll we'll continue with this next week. But until then, let me ask you this question. Do you need a miracle? Mm. Maybe it's a miracle in your finances, a miracle in your body. Maybe you need to be born again. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're like Peter. Lord, depart from me. Mm. I'm a sinful man. You're aware of your condition. Right now, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He will change your life. He will forgive your sins. Just whatever you're doing right now, just stop what you're doing. Close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart or lift your hands. Do something that demonstrates you're surrendering your life to Christ. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray for you to receive Jesus, and I'm going to pray for you for a miracle. Say this after me. Dear God in heaven, heaven, I acknowledge acknowledge my need. I need need salvation. salvation. And I thank you. you. Jesus Christ Christ is your son son that he died died for my sins, sins, that he is risen from the dead. dead. Therefore, Therefore, I confess confess, Jesus Jesus is my Lord. Lord. He's my Savior. savior. I repent from sin. from and sin. I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your forgiveness. I thank you for saving thank me you now. Thank you for saving me now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, dear Father, I pray for those watching, and I ask you to work miracles in their lives. Speak to those who need to hear from you. 
And as they act on your word, Lord, I thank you that you perform mighty miracles, miracles of provision, miracles of healing, that you meet all of their need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and hopefully you turn in next week, and uh, God is good. Bye-bye.